This is Happen to Your Career episode 80. That's right. Eight zero. Most people are looking forwards and they just get a blank slate because they're like, well, I don't know what makes me happy. So, oh, well, or I want to, but I just can't figure it out. You know, don't need a, I don't have a place to start. So by looking in the past, that'll actually give you a place to start. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. As you're listening to this, I'm on vacation right now. And I'm about as far north as you can go without hitting the Canadian border in the U.S., I'm on an island and probably canoeing around and just in general trying to stay away from bears and mountain lions and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'm off having fun. I want you to have some fun too. And that's why I've got a doozy of an episode for you today. We took one of our most downloaded episodes and we are giving it a second life. And this episode that you're going to hear helps you figure out what is stopping you from figuring out what it is that you should be doing. We talk about three all too common reasons why you're probably not figuring out what it is that you want to be doing. And it's probably keeping you stuck right now. So you're going to absolutely love this one. And here it is. Oh, but wait, 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 wait. Listen all the way through because we have a surprise for you at the end. I think you're going to love this too. All right. See you on the other side. Today, we get to talk about, and it's just you and I today, which is something different. And I keep offering you something different every single week. As it turns out, we just keep trying new things and we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, how, how to get a bunch of people to work that they love. And that requires trying new and different things. So back this week, it's, it's you and me, uh, and we're going to talk about what's stopping you from getting to what you want. And this is a really, I, I think this is a really interesting topic because as I have you know, worked in HR for years and years and years um, and interviewed all kinds of different people and really tried to dig into what they want, I found that most people don't actually know what it is. And so what happens is you get into a job, you, <laughs> and you, and you get into that job through many different ways. You know, you've got an opportunity that you think is good. So you take it, it's right there in front of you, or, you know, somebody else told you that this would be a good career, or, you know, you went to school for something. So you feel this obligation to use your degree or your training, or you feel that, uh, that, you know, emotional, um, emotional drive or incentive to be able to use whatever it is that, uh, that you spent a bunch of money on or, you know, there's all these different reasons, but you got to your career and you now realize that, Hey, guess what? It's not exactly what it is that I thought it was going to be, or, you know, your life has changed and you knew now and want, you know, need and want different things at this point in time. And, and that's okay. You know, that's, that's kind of how your job works. That's kind of how, um, your dream career works. And that's kind of how, you know, doing what you love for a living 
actually works. It's, it's, it's a changing process. It's a moving target, which is a further dynamic, which causes so many people not to be doing what it is that they love and they want to be. And furthermore, <laughs> to, to have people understand or not understand how to make that happen. So those are the things that we get to focus on today. And specifically, it's all about the, you know, what what's actually stopping you from making a decision? What's actually stopping you from figuring out what it is that you want to be doing? And like I said, this is this is something that I see happen all the time. And really what I want you to get out of today's podcast is um, I want you to acknowledge what's stopping you from figuring out what you want. And I want you to walk away with just one thing you can do right now to start to change that. Just one thing. That's it. That's I'm going to give you more than one thing today, but I just want you to walk away with with one thing. First of all, let me tell you about uh, about a story of... Uh, one one person in particular, and I've had lots and lots and lots and lots of emails like this, but this is one that stuck out because is when I first started the business, and you know, shortly after I started the podcast, you know, started getting the emails from all these people that were enjoying the podcast, and and this was just one of them. So I started engaging in you know conversation back and forth, and didn't realize I would be getting the same email a whole bunch of other times. So this is essentially the first time I got it. You know, got somebody who is, uh, and we'll just call him James. Uh, so James sent me an email, and you know, at the time, you know, Mark uh, Mark came on board and and helped me start up the business and everything like that. You remember Mark Sievercrop, and and you can find find him now over at uh, his home at severcrop.com. But, you know, Mark was here at this point in time. So we both got this email and it's from this guy and we're calling him James. He, he said, Hey, you know, I'm really excited about the podcast. Uh, I have been trying to figure out what I want to do for years now and I just haven't been able to do it. And then he, he went on to say that, Hey, look, I, I so much didn't uh, didn't know exactly what it was. I just knew that I wanted to be able to help people and enjoy teaching people different things. So I actually went back to school and got a degree. Um, this was a second degree, it's my understanding. Got another degree in education. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> he didn't say lo and behold, but that was my addition. Lo and behold, he couldn't get a job in, in education. And, you know... He said it was it was tough in his area, and he said that you know all these other different things that were were different types of language that indicated to me that uh, you know he was very much in in victim mode, and you know I went on and exchanged several different emails with him, and what I realized at the end of all those emails is he one had a misunderstanding of exactly how career you know, this figuring out process of what it is that you actually want works. And then two, he really didn't understand, um, that he had the ability to, to make a decision around it and simply refused to make the decision. And there was a whole bunch of reasons why, um, you know, he was, uh, it was apparent that he was afraid to commit to one thing. He'd already committed to something, you know, committed to education and discovered that one, he didn't really like it all that much. It was different than what he thought it was going to be. And two, he didn't feel like he could get a job in it. So he was, you know, scared to make this uh, additional commitment to something and, then, you know, another reason why was he really didn't have this big and exciting thing 
that uh, that he could see on the horizon. Like when he got his degree, it was easy to see that on the horizon. It's easy to work towards a particular thing when you can see that in the future, right? So that's one of the reasons why so many people end up going back to school um, because they think that it's going to give them an automatic way out. And, you know, this guy, James, um, he, I guess that's proof positive that it doesn't necessarily guarantee a future. I'm a huge fan of education. Um, I'm actually a big fan of what, what most people call just in time education, get it right before you need it. Uh, which is different than, than how most schools offer, offer their education. But no matter what, don't go back to school without a plan in mind and make sure that you can, uh, leverage that education that you're getting uh, right away as soon as you as soon as you get it. So, you know this this was another another reason he was you know scared to scared to commit to another thing. Uh, really didn't understand what uh, what it was that he he wanted to do. So was afraid to be able to commit. And then on top of that, um, he really didn't understand what it was that he enjoyed. And what were those things that you know quite frankly. Um, those things that provided either the type of environment that he wanted to work in or the types of people that he wanted to have interaction with or how he wanted to, you know, gain different types of energy or, uh, you know, all, all of these different things, it, it caused him to be in this place of indecision. It caused him to be in this place of, uh, not really wanting to move forward. So he just didn't. And through that email exchange, you know, he acknowledged that, hey, this is where I'm at. And, you know, both Mark and I told him point blank, it's like, Here, here's what you're going to have to do. And, you know, wrote a novel of a couple of emails back to him trying to describe exactly, hey, here's what you can do step by step. In result, he just didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it and, and you know, couldn't get past the excuses in this particular case. You know, um, like he said, hey, I'm a... <laughs> You know, I'm a father of two and, you know, I've got, uh, got these other commitments going on and, and everything like that. And one of the things I wrote back to him is, Hey, you know, completely understand and appreciate that. That makes it challenging. I'm a father of three and, you know, I work 60 hours a week and, um, and, you know, have a, started a business on the side and, you know, did the same thing while I was going to school way back when. And so totally get that doesn't mean it's impossible. What it comes down to. What it all comes down to is for some people, the pain of making the change and the pain of making the decision and a commitment and all of those different things that go along with it is not greater than the pain of staying in the, in the same place. Or I should say that it is greater or people perceive it to be greater than the pain of staying in the same place because the pain of staying in the same place is slow. It's familiar and you can tolerate it over time. So the question I would ask to you that frames up everything we're going to talk about today is do you want to tolerate that pain over time or do you want to experience a little bit of short-term pain that paves the way for you for the rest of your life? Now, what's interesting is that as most people start this figuring out type process and whether they're doing it through, you know, whether they're doing it through us and in our guided process or whether you just start to figure out some stuff on your own and then get a little bit of traction is um, if you're intentional about it, you can actually apply this, uh, you know, this type of process or this type of transition again and again and again to different areas of your life. And, you know, that's the other thing most people don't understand about 
career transition and you know finding you know what you're passionate about and all these other buzzwords that uh, that you know people throw out there is that it's a it's a continual refining process you know whether you're in a business or whether you want to work for somebody else or you know some amazing company it's this continual refining process and you should be looking at hey how do i continually add more of what it is that I love to do that gives me good positive energy and strip away the stuff that doesn't in every area of your life. So, okay. So that, that frames it up. So let's talk about these, these fears that, uh, that just laid out or not, excuse me, not these fears, but these reasons why you're not figuring out what it is that you want. So first ones, fear of committing to something, even though it's not the perfect thing, you know, this was uh, this was definitely the case uh, with uh, with James, and is definitely the case with many many other people that I've interacted with. Um, people don't want to, and I don't want to too. I mean, that's that's been a challenge for me, even in even in really defining and refining this business is you know, fear of committing to just one thing, even if it's not the perfect thing. And what ends up happening is it, it causes you not to make a, not to make a decision at all, or it causes you to go after something that's too, too broad or not, not targeted enough so that you don't move forward. So here's, here's some ways that you can actually get around that. So if you're in the place where you are, um, you know, you're worried about trying to pin it down to one, one particular thing, know that, Hey, you don't have to commit to something permanently. Most people's jobs are not permanent at this point. Most people, and I've seen various different studies on, uh, on this ranging from, you know, average, average time in, in a particular job or, uh, whatever it is ranging from like 3.45 years, um, up to like seven years with an organization at this point you know, it's got it framed up all different ways. Again, depending on which study you look at some, even, even shorter I've seen in the, in the two, two point something years. Uh, and again, choose your study either way, you know, it, it's going down in society and the way that we do work is, is changing. And if you're in a business, you know, if you're in one particular business right now, or you want to be in a business, it's not going to be the same business. It's quite frankly, it's just, it's not going to be the same thing you know, two, three, four years from now, because the market changes, uh, what people want or need changes slightly or the way that they want or need it, the methodology. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not so foolish as to think that, you know, happened to your career, you know, LLC as a business, isn't going to change, you know, as, as we grow and as the market changes and we, we, you know, deal in the realm of work. So work's going to change over time. So that's going to impact our business, right? You know, as we add people to the business, that's going to change the way that, uh, that we work. Um, hopefully it'll improve it continually drastically, but you know, that's, uh, that's just realistic. So fear of committing to something, even though it's not the perfect thing is it's what everybody faces, but it's a bad reason. <laughs> you know, So what you can do instead is again, not, not commit to something permanently. Look at it as a project or over a period of time. And, you know, mentioned Mark earlier, Mark's a huge fan of this. You know, he ended up writing a, writing a book that's available on Amazon about this called project success, where you can leverage projects, um, and even milestones during projects to be able to get yourself different types of experiences and try out and, and, uh, you know, go down a path for a period of time. And that's the easiest way to think about it is we want you to go down a path for a period of time. And specifically, 
you know, here's, here's some examples. Um, if, if you wanted to do graphic design, okay. So, you know, we, uh, uh, one of, one of my customers, somebody that uh, interacted with, um, and, you know, just is just in the beginning stages of starting a company that does graphic design and voiceovers and video and a couple other things too. Right. And, you know, she's, uh, she's just in the beginning stages of it, but you know, she can commit to that for a small period of time. You know, that could be six months, that could be a year. And then she can go through the process of, you know, at six months or at a year of saying, Hey, do I still want to do all of these different things or do I want to specialize in, in one of them? And the reality is that doing that and actually taking steps to you know, build that business, even if it's not the perfect thing, um, even if it incorporates more than what you want to over a long period of time, it's still going to give you traction moving forward. And most importantly, it's going to give you experiences that are going to then allow you to get that, that feedback and discover, Hey, well, I like this thing. Um, you know, I love interacting with, with clients for video because I get to experience this type of creative process and on and on and on. Right. Um, but guess what? I don't really like the voiceover work so much because it's not very profitable and you know, it, it, the customers are really picky and whatever it happens to be. Right. It allows you to go through again, that process of stripping the stuff away and then putting together an amalgam of stuff that you actually really enjoy. So you layer in the stuff that, uh, that you want to do, but you know, that, that fear of committing to something and, and not making a decision at all, it simply won't allow you to do it. That's, that's just the reality. So, okay. So how does this work? If, if you don't want to build a business, um, how does this work? If you are looking for your dream job, right? Um, that might be, Hey, I'm going to spend the next month and a half, um, contacting all of these different people that are in the, I don't know, finance industry or marketing industry or you know, whatever it is that are in marketing roles for these types of organizations, because I think that I might like to do this, but I don't really know. So I'm going to go and for, you know, the next 45 days, I'm going to meet with as many as I possibly can start to build some relationships. Most importantly, try and get an understanding of what it is that they actually do and try and figure out, can I see myself doing that on a regular basis? Maybe even doing some volunteer work, um, in, in that space and, and trying to get an understanding of what, uh, what it is or what that might actually be like. You know, there's, there's a billion different ways that you can make that happen. But again, you know, don't commit to something permanently, you know, do it, do it for a project or a period of time. And then that's going to, it's going to take away all of the things that cause you to have this fear of committing to something, even though it's not the perfect thing. Cause the reality is there's nothing that's, that's going to be perfect. Or even if there was, you're not going to know about it without getting some of these experiences. What'll happen is instead you just won't make a decision at all. And then you'll still never know. Right? So it's certainly not logical and, and logic isn't the reason that people are in this place in the first place. It's, it's emotion and, and the fear of what might happen, um, that goes along with that. So, uh, by the way, you know, Mark's, uh, Mark's book, you can pick it up on Amazon. If that's something you're interested in describes that process in detail. Hey, let me cut in here because I want you to meet Josh. I'm originally from California and I currently live in Southern Japan. 
Josh has been looking to figure out what he wants to do for a while now. I have come to Japan straight out of college and sort of assumed that in my time uh, being here, the three years that I've been here as an English teacher, that I would figure out what my uh, life purpose was, my career path was, that it would just sort of fall out of the sky. So uh, only one problem, though. It didn't fall out of the sky. Josh found our eight-day figure-it-out course, and then he signed up. The course has provided a ton of clarity for me in terms of what I am good at. But that's not all. Josh got to figure out his plan and his next steps. He even made a decision. Just returned from a weekend trip up to Tokyo and Osaka, uh, in which I had five interviews over the course of two days, um, looking to have a few job offers coming up. But that's not all. Uh, I also have some ideas for my own side business. Josh has this amazing idea for a side business that he's already started working on that has to do with mindfulness. And, and I don't think I would have uh, discovered as much as all the things that I did discover if I hadn't gone through this course. Want to go through the same eight-day course that Josh did? All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470. Or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. Let's talk about you know finding something that you're truly excited about. So, I got on the phone with a with another person. Um, we'll call her. Uh, we'll call her Sarah. Okay, so we got on the phone with a with another person uh, recently. You know, she's a she's a part of uh, our one stop. And one of the things I realized, and this has popped up again on the again and again as I've you know as I've coached clients, as I have interacted with uh, with customers at HTYC, as I've interviewed people, um, I. I don't know how I missed it for a number of years, but I, I realized that, you know, even if, even if you're in a place where anything, you know, or most anything would be a better situation than where you're at currently, like, let's say that you're working two or three jobs, or let's say that, you know, the job that you have, your boss treats you terribly or, you know, what, whatever it might be, or, you know, the, the job that you have just has this terrible schedule. So you don't get to see your kids at home or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and in most anything would be a better situation. Most people are not going to act unless they have an understanding of what they're going to be able to look forward to and something specific that they're going to be excited about and something that they can have that light at the end of the tunnel. And it's hard to be motivated on a daily basis to move forward unless you have that light at the end of the tunnel. So again, this goes back to, you know, you want to be able to commit to something so you can get the light at that end of the tunnel. But, you know, even in, um, even in James's situation, you know, that email back and forth that, uh, that we went with him, he couldn't find something that I was really excited about. So it didn't give him the motivation to want to move forward. So that's important. And what I would say is that, you know, even if there's, um, even if there's something that is outlandish, uh, then it's going to be better. And even if you can work towards that in small stages, like if you want to be, uh, let's see, uh, had somebody who wanted to be an actress, right? 
she wanted to be an actress, not necessarily like Hollywood, Hollywood style. Yeah, she didn't want to move to Hollywood and go through all that type of thing. But, you know, she wanted to be this was uh, something that she had been interested in for a period of time. She wanted to be an actress and um, and potentially even do it in, in plays or, or musicals or things like that. So, you know, there's different ways that you can you can pursue that. Maybe it's not realistic to say, hey, look, I'm going to be an actress next month. <laughs> but maybe it is realistic to uh, work towards that as a goal and chunk it out. And what I mean by that is maybe, you know, uh, maybe the way that you work towards that is by going and getting a, a role in a small play to find out, hey, is this something that I actually like, first of all? And then second of all, you know, if it is, then you start to build on that excitement and 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 start to gain some momentum. Hey, well, I've already gotten accepted for one play. I've already gotten accepted for one role. Okay, now how, how can I make that bigger? How can I do something that is larger this next time around, right? Uh, so, you know, finding something you're truly excited about and being able to attach that to the end result is going to push you forward. It's going to cause you to want to make a decision and want to make that uh, that commitment in the first place. So we're deep. I mean, we're di- deep diving into into a lot of these emotional things that that stop people. You know, this is it's kind of mushy. Um, it's it's kind of gray area. It's not really it's not really concrete in any sense of the word. So, but but this is reality. You know, it's the mindset type things, and it's the soft stuff that stops people from getting to where they really actually want to go. Right. So here's, here's another thing, um, not getting, not getting some of those wins along the way. And actually, before we talk about that, let's, let's dig a little bit further into, uh, you know, what you can actually do, um, and for finding something that you're, you're truly excited about. So you can go through and you can, you can leverage the past and, and start to figure out, Hey, what is it that uh, what is it that I really enjoyed in the past? What is it? Some of those things, um, not even necessarily, not even necessarily a particular activity. Like you know, James, he's like, well, hey, uh, people thank me for you know showing them how to use technology, right? I'm not really that excited about technology that uh, that I want to move into something technology related, um, which is okay which is okay, right? But it's also something that uh, that's important to realize about yourself. What what he actually enjoyed and what I was taken away from those emails back and forth that uh, that he described was he enjoyed the process of helping somebody else figure out something that he did enjoy. And that was important and that was something that he was missing. That was something that he he didn't quite get. Now there's a number of different ways to get that, but the reality is that if you look at a particular field or role or business or activity or set of activities, and you don't have the ability to do whatever that is or whatever the the equivalent is for you, um, in this case was you know he was able to help people essentially solve their own technology problems, and and you know he got. He got a good feeling from that. He got good enjoyment from that. And people were thanking him for that because he had the abilities to be able to make that happen and help them solve the problem. And he just really didn't think it was all that uh, that big of a deal, right? But um, that starts to create this measuring stick for you know something building something that you are, are and can be truly excited about, right? Um, and 
and some of the other ways that uh, that you can start to figure out what it is that you're truly excited about is get out there and do something that you've always wanted to do. So this is this is something that I've suggested to people and had people act on again and again and again. What what's something that you've always wanted to do that you've always wondered about that quite frankly you shouldn't wonder about anymore and you should find out if it is something that you actually enjoy. You know, that could be that could be something that is a hobby, that could be something that is um, you know, a field that you've heard of. Um, you know, the same same person earlier that uh, we're calling Sarah, you know, she she went out and and she started meeting up with uh, with different PR people, people in the PR industry. And this was, I thought this was really, really cool because what she discovered is, oh my goodness, this, uh, this role that I actually have my degree in that I'm not, not working in, um, it's way different than what I thought it would be. It's, it's so far different. It's so far um, opposite. It's, it's a whole bunch of uh, this and very, very little of the, the communication side, which, you know, I think it was what she was originally interested in. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to do it. It was, it was cool. It was good to, good to meet this other person and, you know, listen to them describe what they do and, and learn more about it and, you know, uh, made some connections with some other people, but it's not going to, it's not going to be for me. Right. So, so the third thing that really stops people from moving in the direction and figuring out what it is that they, that they actually want to be doing, um, even if it's just what they want to actually be doing next is really this big problem of people don't understand what makes them happy. Everybody understands what makes you unhappy, right? It's easy to be able to point to the thing that's happening right now and say, yeah, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to do that. You know, whatever that is, you know, and if you're in a current job right now that you've got things that you don't like, and if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this show, of course you're in a, in a job that uh, you don't want to be in forever. So, um, so it's easy for you to be able to point and say, Hey, look, I, I don't really like my boss. I don't really like, um, I don't don't like all the things that they're asking me to do. I don't like the, you know, the detail work. I don't like, you know, the, the fact that I have to sit in a building and I don't get to be near a window or sunlight or, you know, whatever it is. And, and all those things uh, are legitimate if they impact you and your happiness, but people don't look at it from the other way around and people have a hard time defining the other way around Um, and looking at and say, well, here's what does make me happy. So why don't I find something that gives me more of that? And, you know, this, uh, this can, this can, well, quite frankly, this can, this can cause somebody to go through their entire lives, the entire careers without ever realizing what it is that does make them happy. So if you don't know what it is that does make you happy, or you don't know some of the things or enough of the things that give you happiness and give you that good energy and give you that place that you want to be, uh, then you're not going to be able to find it, right? It's just, it's not going to happen. So um, this is another big thing that causes people to, and may be causing you to not, not, be able to make a decision, right? Because if you can't move, if we haven't covered that already, geez, I'm going to say that again. Um, you can't move forward until you make a decision. Yeah, you know, that's that's a quote that we've talked about on on uh, again and again and again. But I I firmly believe it uh, that you know, in um, geez, who is the guy? What Ralph Waldo Emerson is uh, is the guy that says it, and I should remember that, but I can never remember his name. But you know, he says. 
um, and I'm probably going to butcher it a little bit, but something to the effect of, you know, once you've made a decision, then the universe conspires to help you make it happen. And I obviously love it because we've got the philosophy of happening to what you, what you want, but it's so true. Once you make a decision, people come out of the woodwork. When we started this organization, people were coming out of the woodwork to be able to help. Uh, when I, um, way back when was making, you know, making my first career transition and started talking to people about it. Um, people are coming out of the woodwork to be able to help and things just started happening, but you have to make that decision in the first place. In that case, my first career transition was made, that decision was made for me, but, uh, you know, you you get the point, you get, uh, you get what I'm talking about here. So, um, you've got to make that decision. And the thing that stops most people is, uh, I'm not going to make the decision until I can make a decision that is going to give me some mode of happiness. And I'm not going to be able to look forward to it unless I understand what it is that gives me happiness. And quite frankly, I don't understand what it is that gives me happiness. So I'm just not even going to be able to make the, any of those other upper echelon steps, right? It's almost like, um, uh, Maslow's hierarchy, right? Maslow's hierarchy says, Hey, look, uh, if you're worried about food, water, shelter, those types of things, um, you're not even going to be able to focus on, on the upper echelon stuff of the hierarchy, which is like self-actualization, right? So a similar similar parallel here in that until you understand some of those other things, you're not gonna be able to focus on, you're not gonna be able to get to the decision-making part on what it is that you want to do if you don't understand some of the things that that make you happy, right? So um, I've got got several different tools uh, to give you. One of them, is something we've we've talked about all the time on on this podcast, and it, it's a course, it's an email course that we've actually made because we get these types of questions so often. Now you can go to happenedyourcareer.com slash one stop and uh, watch the video there. It's a kind of a funny little video, and then uh, decide if it's going to help you, and if it is, sign up for the course, and it'll take you through eight days of targeted work that's going to help you figure out what it is that makes you happy and also some of the stuff that doesn't make you happy too. But you know, that's just one tool. That one's completely free. That one is a great one. We've now had um, hundreds of people go through that course and had a lot of feedback on it, refined it a little bit. And then, you know, coming up in a few months, we'll actually release a 2.0 version, but, uh, been very, very successful. I just got another email today. In fact, from somebody who went through the course and then in, ended up uh, making a career change. So shout out to Jessica, uh, who lives in the UK and, um, ended up making massive, uh, massive career change for herself through that refinement and clarification process. So way to go, Jessica, but you know, you need to do the exact same thing. So you're going to be able to figure out what makes you happy typically by looking backwards. Most people are looking forwards and they just get a blank slate because they're like, well, I don't know what makes me happy. So, oh, well, uh, or I want to, but I just can't figure it out. You know, don't need a, I don't have a place to start. So by looking in the past, that'll actually give you a place to start. Um, and, you know, looking in the past and, and asking yourself some really particular questions is maybe another way to think about it. So by looking in the past, that can give you an ability to observe patterns for the things that really make you happy. Different points in your life's 
different points in your life that make you happy, uh, different times, different interactions with people, um, all of all of those different types of things. There's you know lots of lots of ways to go about it. So um, by looking in the past, you can actually get some of those keys to your future. And I want to give you a couple of different ways that you can methodically do that. So I want to give you 10 questions um, uh, or even, you know, just a few questions about your past. Uh, one of the one of the days of that course that I was talking about guides you through different 10 different questions. But I want to give you a couple of those right now. Um, and one of those is, you know, what do I love enough to do for free? And, and I love that question because it helps clear away all the junk, helps clear away all the mental junk. Because what happens is when when you know, when you start to think about what is it that I want to do, your mind automatically starts qualifying what it is that you think you can do and what it is that you think that you can earn for money. And then it eliminates all these other possibilities out there that could be good answers for you, but your mind has ruled them out essentially. So you don't want to, in this type of process where you're trying to define what is it that makes me happy? What is it that I want in my career? You want to be able to consider everything. You can limit, there's plenty of time to limit stuff out later, but you know, initially when you're going through this type of process, get it all in there. So what do I love enough to do for free? And and another great question is, what do I do that causes time to feel differently? What causes me to lose track of time? What are the things that I've done in my past where I just completely lose track of time? You know, some people call that flow state. I don't know if I'm in love with that word um, necessarily, but you know, what are those things that you are excited or engaged enough with that you don't even necessarily realize what's going on. And, and, you know, I like, uh, and it's going to be completely different for you, but you know, in, in some of these, uh, these podcasts that you listen to, and if you're a subscriber, then you've heard lots and lots of them. But, you know, sometimes when I'm in those conversations and we're in a, in a concept, cause I love talking about this stuff, right? I end up losing track, losing track of time. Andy Hayes, um, who we recorded, we end up recording that in two parts. You might not be able to tell in the podcast or maybe you can, I don't know, but you know, we recorded that in two parts because we only scheduled a half an hour and the half an hour flew by. It felt like maybe 10 minutes or so. And so we needed an extra, I think we ended up tacking on an extra 45 minutes to be able to complete the episode and complete the interview. Uh, because, you know, I, I was just really, uh, and both of us were, you know, uh, totally engaged in the conversation, lost track of time. I love doing that type of stuff. I love talking about particular topics and concepts. So, you know, that's that's something that I try and structure my life to be able to get to do, right? So whatever it is for you, and that might not be the same thing for you, um, probably isn't. But, uh, you know, here's another question. If, um, if I had to teach something, what is it that I would teach? And that's something else to think about too. Or here's, here's another good one too. Um, what makes me feel great about myself? What are those areas of life where I feel great? And there's a lot of different ways to look at this. You know, what, what types of interactions do you have or can you have, or you have had with people? Uh, what are those types of interactions that cause you to feel great about yourself? And for me, I, um, I try and layer in um, you know, this is a little bit my ego talking and everything like that, but, uh, I like to be perceived as the expert and that's, <laughs> that's the kind of a silly thing about myself, but I've realized it over the years. I like to help other people in a way where I get to offer them some kind of expertise that's going to help them get to a realization 
that they wouldn't have arrived at on their own. That's something that I love to do. And that's what I mean when I say I like to be, you know, I like to be the expert. Um, and you know, this, this type of business is something that allows me to do that. So I actually realized, um, the other day that I I wasn't scheduling in enough of those times, like, uh, those one-on-one types of interaction where I get to, um, where I get to spend that type of time with other people. And, you know, it was, it was causing me not to be as happy during different points of the day. So since then I've tried to schedule more of that and tried to layer that into, into my day. So I get to do that on a regular basis. And there's other things that make me happy too, but you know, that's one thing that I really like to have on a day in day out basis. So, and it also gives me a, an ability to be able to impact people the way that I want to want to impact them too. So you can figure out the same thing for yourself. What makes you feel great about yourself. And, you know, for me, it's, uh, it's being able to help, help somebody through my expertise and, and being able to help them make a, make a change or a realization or something that impacts their life. For you, it might be something completely different. And maybe it's being able to get recognition in a certain type of way. Maybe it is, um, you know, I had a, had a client tell me that, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the exact words that she used, but you know, she essentially loved it when, when, you know, people, people gush on and on about, uh, about her and, you know, they, she is, has the, she gets to hear other people, uh, being excited about her and the help that she'd provided and, um, you know, the type of interaction for some other people, it's being able to, um, you know, being able to make people laugh and it's completely different for every every single person. But, you know, what are those things that you do? And a lot of times this, the commonality here is a lot of times it's around people interaction, some kind of people interaction or some type of way that you get to impact people. Um, that makes you feel great about yourself. So those are just some, but those are all in that tool that I was talking about. And, and there's many more and I'll, I'll throw out one other one too, that most people don't think about, you know, what's something that's hurt in the past that you don't want others to go through. And the reason that question works really, really well is it causes you to think about the things that you have an emotional vested attachment to. And when you have an emotional vested attachment to, you know, a lot of times that's linked with, with different types of passion, right? So if you've got all of that linked up with it, then it's touching on, it's touching on nerves that you don't even know are there. Right. And it's causing, you know, it's lighting your fire in a way that you didn't think was possible. So, uh, if you start to zero in on, some of those things that answer all those questions, it's going to produce what I like to call a measuring stick. You're going to be able to look at different opportunities and say, well, it does or it doesn't fit these things that I know I want in my life or I need or make me happy in my life. So, you know, these are, these are just some ways to be able to do it. But again, you know, if you're interested in that, um, go through, go through the eight day course It's completely free and it's helped a lot of people at this point and it can, it can help you too. So, you know, that's a, that's, Oh, here's another great resource too. You know, I have this in my notes here and, and I completely didn't say it, but we actually did a series of podcasts. And if you've been around, um, you know, for a while, have been listening to the show for a while, then you may have already heard them, but episodes 26, uh, through 32, I believe they are. 26 through 32 actually guide you through a process uh, of determining what it is that, you know, is work that you actually want to do. 
So those in, in tandem, those in, uh, you know, consecutive, uh, fashion will actually take you through each step. So go back, check those out. We'll put those in the show notes and then you can listen to those too. Um, so there's some other resources as well. Now, as we wrap it up, as we wrap it up, I want to first of all, say thank you. Thanks for spending your time. Thanks for spending your commute, wherever you're listening to this, you know, thanks for spending uh, you know, time at home. Thanks for mowing the lawn and <laughs> putting us in your ears. Either way, you know, as you can tell, we just want to help you get to work that you love. But it really starts with understanding what makes you happy. And it really starts with understanding what it is that uh, work you love actually is for you because it's different for every single person. So, you know, go check out some of those resources that uh, that we talked about. And then, you know, send me, uh, drop me an email or, um, you know, drop me a tweet, uh, contact me on Facebook, friend me on Facebook, whatever it is. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what your challenges are. I'd love to be able to, uh, do some podcast episodes that target your your particular problem, and you know that way we can help you get answers. Because the reality is, if you don't get the answers, uh, then you may not be able to take the actions. And we want you to be able to take the actions that are going to get you to work that you love. So, thanks again. I'm Scott Barlow from Happen to Your Career. <laughs>Okay, I hope that you absolutely loved that one. That was so much fun to be able to do the first time around, and we got tons of downloads, tons of great feedback, and you know, it's it's these are the things that are really stopping people. But I want to do something even better. This is the surprise that you've been waiting for. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to be able to take three people that are in that exact place where you're stuck, and this might be you. I might be talking to you right now, where if you know that the job that you want, the job that you're doing right now really isn't the one that you want, and you know that you should probably be doing something else, but you're really not sure how to get there, uh, we want to help you go through our process. And we want to help you do that step by step. And here's what makes it even better. We'll not only be there the entire way, but we'll be able to help you catalog your journey. And as you make your transition and transformation, we'll actually be able to, to tell your story on the HTYC podcast. So that way other people can be inspired from it. Other people can learn from it and other people can be able to do the exact same things that we help you do. Okay. So if this sounds fun to you and you're in that place right now and you're like, Hey, look, I really need some help. What we're going to be able to do is offer our very, very, very highest support from me and our team so that uh, that we can get you where it is that you want to go. But first, we got to help you figure out where it is that you want to go. So if that sounds like something you need, here's where you need to go. You can just visit happentoyourcareer.com slash contest. That's happentoyourcareer.com slash contest, or simply visit the episode notes, the show notes here for happentoyourcareer.com slash 8080, and it'll be right there. The link will be right there to be able to fill it out. Okay, that's that's it. More to come, more details to come in the, in the future, but go there right now and enter to win. Here's what I don't want you to do. This entire podcast is about taking action. This entire podcast is about getting outside your comfort zone. That's what our company does. That's what we we do here. That's uh, that's what motivates me to be able to get up and and do this 
uh, every single day. And I don't want you to say, oh, you know what? Somebody else is probably going to win. Or, oh, you know what? My story is probably not good enough. Or, oh, you know what? I don't know if I can actually uh, do that. Instead, I want you to just go there right now. It'll take you about 60 seconds to fill out the application. Just 60 seconds. And guess what? That 60 seconds could completely change your life. I want to help you. So we'll see you there. Happenyourcareer.com slash contest. Adios. I'm out. Now here's a sample from next week when Scott talks to Matt Kincaid. That changed the way I saw the world when I learned this from my dad growing up. It sort of changed, and it wasn't necessarily one specific event, but it it, it, it shaped the way I view the world. And then as an adult, I need to reflect on that and say, okay, is that really who I am? Is that really what I believe, or is that just what I was taught? Uh, we're, we're afraid to, we're basically afraid we might sound stupid. We're afraid that we might not say it the way the boss wants to hear it. Uh, and this can happen in relationships too, right? You have something you want to say to your spouse, but you don't know how to say it the right way because you don't know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm.